0: Welcome to Six Tips and Tricks from the TOSA, a bi-weekly podcast meant to give you ideas, techniques, and strategies for the intentional use of technology in the classroom. And now here's my dad, Mike Brella. Hey, welcome back to uh, Six Tips and Tricks from the TOSA. Um, I hope you enjoyed my new podcast introduction that's my older son michael so now i i open it up with michael recording the intro and close it with gray so it's a little bit of a family affair and the boys i don't know i'd like to get them comfortable trying new things recording putting themselves out there Um, i don't know it's pretty fun they seem to enjoy it too uh hopefully you had a a, an enjoyable valentine's day if if that's your thing um (laughs) mine included me going to a weigh-in for my younger son's wrestling tournament taking him about 30 minutes away to weigh in for his tournament that he'll wrestle in on Sunday, his final tournament of the season. And this is his first year wrestling. Not sure if he's going to do it again, but he enjoyed it. Um, he's, he's interested in giving hockey and basketball a shot, which as a wrestling coach, I'll be honest, it's kind of sad, but Hey, it's his life. And and I want him to be happy and do what he does. So we're going to enjoy one last wrestling tournament this weekend. See how it goes. Um, I took him there and my, my wife hung out with my older son who was on the couch with a fever. So, uh, Hey, happy Valentine's Day to us, um, which is kind of fitting because we're not real big Valentine's Day people. Um, the first Valentine's Day we ever spent together was actually at a wrestling match that I wasn't coaching. We just went to watch. So uh, not a real romantic guy. Um, she's one lucky woman. What can I say? Uh, so I figure one thing I've been forgetting to talk about or ignoring is this: um, the weekly thought. And, and each week or each two weeks on my the, the toilet talk, I put a inspirational quote and I get it from a daily inspiration email that I, that I get sent to me each day. And I'll put the link in my show notes if you're interested. And it's just, I don't know. It's nice to read these things. I'm kind of a quote guy. Um, and I enjoy hearing what other people say. So this week comes from, um, Andrew Carnegie and it's great. If you want to be happy, set a goal that commands your thoughts, liberates your energy and inspires your spirit. And, um, and I love it, right? I feel like I'm at my happiest when I'm, Purposeful when I'm intentional in what I'm doing, rather than just kind of letting life happen to me. Um, so I think about you know what's inspiring me right now professionally. It's giving this podcast a shot. You know, just hit and record. Um, I'm reading a book called Shattering the Perfect Teacher Myth, which has been pretty eye opening and, and revitalizing, um, and I love it. It's, it's making me excited to go back to the classroom after this year's over, and then um, getting to work with some pretty amazing people. Uh, this past Friday we had a pretty pretty special professional development day where really you just, it was all about ourselves, like social emotional learning for teachers. Um, and it was just great to spend some time with, with colleagues who are uh, open and honest and people willing to try new things. And uh, that, that's it right now. It's the whole idea of surrounding yourself with magical people, the, the Bob Hurley idea that life's great when you surround yourself with people who are who are willing to make it great. Um, so hopefully, you know, you have a goal and you have a, Goal that commands your thoughts and liberates your energy, and you're working towards it now. So this week's time saver—it's a little different. Something, um, not a shortcut or anything like that. It's a, it's a blog post from Eric Kurtz, the Control all to Achieve blog. If you've if you've never checked it out, you've been living under a rock, so give it a shot. Eric Kurtz is pretty amazing when it comes to Google and tech things and tech integration. Um, but he's got this post about using Google Slides and this site called Tall Tweets to create GIFs. Um, and thinking about creating GIFs, and yes, I am a hard G GIF guy, right? It's it's a GIF, not a JIFT. Um, and I know that I think I heard on um, uh, Jake Miller talk about on his ed, his educational duct tape podcast that the creator of them calls them gifs however as miller points out he's a technologist he's an inventor not a not a linguist so uh i'm going gif um so i use you know thinking about how would you creating a gift gif excuse me how would creating a gif save time for you um and i think about how many times you repeat the same simple directions in class over and over and over again uh, make it a gif uh gifs kids love gifs Um, they're entertaining, they're they're engaging and and speak to them on their level and maybe you can create a GIF with simple steps, simple directions that that you can post somewhere, put somewhere and it'll answer that wait a second, how do I do this or what do we do next? So give it a shot Um, head on over, check out Eric Kurtz's blog and then use Tall Tweets to turn a Google slideshow into a GIF So this year, one of the big focuses at my middle school, J. Roberts Middle School, is uh, differentiation, and that should always be a focus for any educator. Uh, But as we progress forward and move into the one-to-one world next year, where each student will have a class uh, Chromebook, excuse me, and we're looking more at how we can be intentional and and better with our differentiation. And uh, one of the things that has helped me personally over the years is using Google Classroom effectively to differentiate and. You know, I am not one to be proud. Um, If somebody is smarter than me uh, or has better ideas than me, I'm going to use them and I'm going to share them. And um, when it comes to Google, on all things Google and education, it's tough to top some of the ideas that come out of the Google, uh, the Google teacher podcast or the Google teacher used to be formally known as the Google teacher tribe. um, And specifically Casey Bell uh, from Shake Up Learning. And Casey Bell has a post, uh, a blog post, uh, from a while back, that, that's called four must-have Google Classroom skills for teachers, uh, and it's a compilation of, according to her, some of the most frequently asked questions about Google Classroom. and And there's a uh, included in the post is a pretty pretty simple infographic that you want to print it out and hang it. Awesome, if not, that's fine. Uh, but she talks about there's four things that every teacher should know how to do. First, how to post an assignment to multiple classes. You talk about saving time, being able to do that is, is key. Second. How to schedule assignments um, and, and how to make sure you you know your assignments come out when you're ready for them to do. Uh, I'm going to skip over the third for a second. The fourth one is how to make copies of assignments and materials uh, so you can use things from in multiple classes or from previous years. Awesome. And the fourth one is the one that relates most closely to our our theme of differentiation, and it's how to assign work to individuals and groups. And if you're not doing this yet on Google Classroom, check it out. Uh, Being able to assign work to just different groups of students or or individuals is key. Uh, It really helps you to differentiate the the content for the students without anybody really knowing why or that it's happening. So check out Casey Bell's four must-have Google Classroom skills for teachers. Hey, real quick editorial note. Um, I just (laughs) listened and realized that you can hear my dog, Jax. So Jax made a guest appearance on that last clip. So uh, I figured... Leave it in. You can see my high-tech recording studios of my kitchen table. Uh, So, hey, uh, thanks for for joining in, Jax. So they're finally here. Um, If you're a connected educator and like me, you follow anything with Google. Since this summer and fall, you've been eagerly awaiting the arrival of rubrics. Uh, Also something else, but we'll talk about rubrics first for this month. And uh, They were in beta for a while. Um, so if you were one of the lucky ones to test that on beta, you got a shot. Um, but now rubrics are, over the, the course of this month, unrolling for everybody. Um, the onj J. Roberts School District, we just got rubrics earlier last week. Um, so you can check them out as, as a simple way to provide h- grades or feedback to the Google Classroom. Uh, I have links in my show notes to John Sowash a video he created, uh, John is the author and recorder of the the Chromebook Classroom. Uh, Phenomenal video that he recorded from July, but it's still pretty good when it comes to seeing the rubric feature in Google Classroom. And then um, a link to Google's own descriptions of rubrics. Uh, When you create this rubric, you'll see it's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Um, There are some drawbacks to it. Um, If you follow Alice Keeler on Twitter, you've probably been made aware of some of them. Um, Keeler is... Quite critical of Google's unveiling of the rubrics, and I think she makes some valid points. Um, So you can take a look at the rubric and use it as you see best. One of the options is scoring versus a non-scoring rubric, Uh, and you know it's. I think that's a personal preference, and it's something that that I I love that Google has made this an option, so you can use your rubric to score the 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 assignment. Um, So this would allow you to automatically turn your rubric score into a grade. Um, and if that's something you do, if that's something you do regularly, great, use it. If not, if you're opposed to it, because sometimes those rubrics don't always re- relate right to a, go- a grade, um, don't score it. And and then what you could do is you can use your rubric to really provide good, meaningful feedback without it being tied to a grade feature. And we're going to take a look a little bit later on in a, in a future episode about how you might be able to fix your rubrics, uh, to get better reporting or better grades. But, um, that's something that that's a personal preference, but check out using rubrics on Google Classroom. It's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. In the mid '90s, uh, I was in high school, and I was I was one of those kids who I fit in with a lot of different groups of people. I didn't have one specific group of friends, but I kind of moved between groups. Uh, I was a, a preppy, dressing, sport playing punk rock listening, I guess you could say misfit in high school. Um, because I I really didn't fit in with one specific group. Instead, I kind of floated between groups of kids and, um, in, in my, I guess it was my junior year of high school. My sister who was at Millersville university gave me a demo tape and it literally was a tape, um, from a band. One of her friends knew and, and this, her friend Lindsay in college had a a friend that was a music producer in New York city. And he gave her this tape and she gave it to me, my sister who gave it to me about a band called H two O. And I remember listening to H two O for a second, the first time and being like, what is this? This is amazing. So my junior year of high school, thanks to my sister, her friend, Lindsay and the band called H two O from New York city. I really jumped, uh, headfirst into the punk rock scene. Um, and, and, you know, listening to bands like H2O, Dropkick Murphys, Head to the Vans Warp Tour, MXPX, some of the, the pop punk type stuff as well. Um, but I was a, a big time punk rocker, which if you looked at me, um, did not fit the bill at all. You know, I, I look like I was uh outfitted by Abercrombie and Fitch half the time. Um, but I spent a lot of my my time listening to, playing, and going to see uh, punk rock shows. And there's something about punk shows and the mosh pit and being in there that just it it gave me adrenaline rushes and it was just it was awesome it was somewhere that i really fit in um fast forward now about a month or two ago i came across a tweet um and the tweet said um it's by a group called the the punk rock classroom and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Let me listen to this. Um, and I started listening to this Punk Rock Classroom podcast. Um, and episode five, it's, it's actually Reflection Five by one of the hosts, Mike, is all about expanding your crew. And uh, if you're not a punk rocker, the crew is kind of like your group of friends, for lack of a better term. Uh, so from the site about this specific episode, it says, quote, on this Punk Rock Reflection episode, Mike talks about how... We need to expand our crew of educators beyond our grade level, beyond our schools, and sometimes even beyond our district to make sure we are doing what is best for students. This is an expert. There is an expert out there, so find them. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And and I think a lot of times as teachers, it's easy to become isolated because we are so busy and we have so much to do and there's so much on our plate um, that a lot of times we kind of surround ourselves. With the same small group of people, or we just cut everybody else off. And I, and I will tell you right now, more than anybody, I was guilty of that for, for years where I was so caught up in what I had to do that there was no time to talk to other people and get ideas from other people. Um, and it's, it's dangerous to head down that road, but it's easy to do. Uh, so if you get a chance, I have the links on my show notes. Otherwise, you could just look for the Punk Rock Classroom podcast and check out Reflection 5 from Mike on why it's important to expand your crew. about four or five years ago, I had an eighth grade student. Her name was Cassidy. Um, I knew her older sister, didn't teach her, but I had Cassidy. So um, since I I knew her older sister uh, and Cassidy knew that, we had a a kind of a a good relationship from the beginning. And Cassidy was always honest with me. And I loved it. Brutally honest, brutally honest. So tell me when things didn't work or when I was on the wrong path. And uh, about December of her eighth grade year, Cassidy Told me I have to watch this video. Um, now I would, as a teacher, I, I would take some time each week and show some sort of inspirational or motivational video, uh, like I share here. Um, that didn't have much to do with school. And Cassidy told me she's like, "You got to listen to this one. You've got to watch this video. It's perfect for you." Uh, and don't take offense to it when you watch it. And I kind of laughed and was like, "Oh boy, here we go," because uh, Cassidy didn't hold back. So she gave me the link to this video. It's called "Look Up" by Gary Turk. And in Turk's own words. Look up, it's it's a spoken word film for an original, excuse me, it's a spoken word film for an online generation. Look up is a lesson taught to us through a love story in a world where we continue to find ways to make it easier for us to connect with one another, but always results in us spending more time alone. Um, I love it. And, and when I had Cassidy... Uh, we were whole hog into technology in my class. And it was one of those things where 42 minute class periods, 40 of those 42 minutes, they were on their screens doing something because they had to be doing something. They had to be doing something. We were going to do it with technology because technology was great. Um, And Cassidy reminded me of the importance of striving for balance and, and putting the screen down and using real life to connect. So, uh, Take a minute or take some time, and, and if you get a chance, the, the link is in my show notes, or just go to YouTube and type in "look up Gary Turk," um, and it's it's an awesome. Be ready, uh, maybe have a, a box of tissues around because it's a little bit of a tearjerker towards the end if you're a little sentimental sap kind of like I am. So check out "Look Up" by Gary Turk. And finally, this week, my uh, something extra is a great article called a. Uh, how Tech Tools Can Reduce Anxiety and Strengthen Relationships with Students. And it came. It was in the October 21st uh, issue from Mind Shifts. And it's it's actually an excerpt from a book called Tech with Heart by Stacey Roshan. Uh, if you haven't read that book yet and you're at all interested in student welfare and well-being, read it. It's an awesome book. Very personal um, and very honest. And it's something that makes you think uh, – Stacy was a, a highly driven and motivated and successful student, and she talks very openly about her, her own battles with anxiety and how she works now to, to help reduce the anxiety and stress and pressures in her uh, upper-level math classes. So people, people, I know it's hard to differentiate in math, and it's hard to, to, to try and change the way you do math quite often, but this is one person who she's doing it. Um, and she, she talks about how everything she does answers three big questions. First one she says is, how can we create safe learning environments for all students to find their voice and build their confidence? Second one is, how can we leverage technology to gain insight into student needs and provide them multiple ways of showcasing their understanding and expressing themselves? And the third question is, how can we empower students with resources they need to take ownership for their learning? Um, You talk about those three questions, building confidence, safe environments, uh, gain insight into student needs, multiple ways of showcasing understanding, taking ownership they are great ideas and and Stacy talks openly about flipping her classroom and how flipping her classroom helps her to do all of these things and in this article she goes through the processes she uses to choose some of the tech tools uh, that she has selected to help her flip her classroom and help her for to, to make sure her students are succeeding in a way that's safe and in a way that fits their needs so check it out um, read the article read the blog post check out the book. Um, and let me know if you have any questions. So thank you, have a great week, and uh, see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening to the to the episode. And until next time, remember, don't be afraid. Try something new.